Anyway, and now it is Tuesday, which means we are talking food. And it's uh, an opportunity once again to invite a guest in to tell me about their soundbite. And today's guest is Candice Moore. Candice is an actress. She has presented on RTHK. She's also a director. She's a voice artist. Is there anything else more to your list of titles, Candice? Sadly, not chef. (laughs) (laughs) I just like to eat the food as opposed to make it. But other than that... (laughs) Welcome to the 123 Show. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me back. And it's lovely to have you actually in the studio because we are, you know, with the restrictions kind of being lifted a little bit, we are are trying to get sort of a couple of studio guests in. So it's lovely to have you in the studio. lovely. Thank you. Now, um, before we kind of talk about your soundbite, tell me what you've been up to lately. I mean, you know... With the pandemic, because obviously, you mm-hmm. know, you, you do all these. I saw you in the Christmas Carol That's last right. December, which was amazing. Thank you so much. As per Thank usual. You. Thank you. And so have you been really busy with Data wise, not so much because of the, you know, the the lockdown and things like that. But certainly a lots of plans afoot for more productions and been doing a lot of voiceover work, Mm -hmm. which didn't really go away. So that was nice. So being in the studio um, or recording at home. um, So I've been doing a lot of that. But I do have a few shows lined up, which the dates just had to get moved back Mm because venues were closed. Mm -hmm. But now they're open again. That's very exciting. So, yeah, I look forward to that. I think things (laughs) gradually, let's hope that, you know, by the summer towards, as we move towards the summer, things get a bit more normal. I agree. (laughs) And for for people who've not um, met Candice before, you can hear the lovely Scottish accent. And it's funny because um, both Candice and myself have actually, you know, Candice, you're from Edinburgh. That's right, yeah. And I've spent 21 years of my life in Edinburgh before Hong Kong. You know it well. So I know it well. So now... In terms of your soundbite, yes, what have you chosen? Well, it's cauliflower toast. Mm, it's quite. I've never heard of cauliflower toast. Exactly. Um, it's a dish that my wife made because mm-hmm. um, we were looking for healthier options for food, um, more plant-based. Mm-hmm. So um, we had a good look at some recipes, and she is the, a great cook. I'm a great eater, so it works very well. A good partnership there. <laughs> That's right. So um, she does the cooking side of things. But we found cauliflower toast. And I remember thinking, how can you make that? You know, mm. what is that and how can you make it? And so she proceeded to make it. It's quite a, a detailed procedure to make okay. it. Okay. But once you have that, you know, because you, you told me about it and uh, it's interesting because when I invited Candice on she was saying cauliflower toast and I thought oh you know can I have a photograph of it if mm-hmm. you have it and then she messaged me and said well we're making it tonight so I'll take a picture <laughs> and and the thing is if you'd like to have a look at what it looks like um, and uh, go to my Facebook page mm-hmm. Sandy Osmani on Radio 3 RTHK yeah. and the photograph is there and yes. you can see it so tell me about it now yeah. I've never heard of it Welsh no. wear a bit with cheese on toast yes yeah, that's kind of what you might think, but mm-hmm. with the say with a twist or with a few more ingredients thrown in. So I mean, it's basically you have a large head of cauliflower and you have to rice it, mm-hmm. which is quite interesting. So we have a nutri bullet. So my wife is we chopping a, up the a cauliflower. Nutri-bullet. Yeah, like okay. a food. It's a bit like a blender. Oh, right. Okay, okay. You right. can make shakes with it. Okay. So we tried it out with cauliflower to mm-hmm. you know to dice it and rice it, okay. <laughs> and it's really messy. <laughs> so we were sort of covered in bits of cauliflower. So that was yeah, that was <laughs> that like cauliflower. Was, yeah. yeah, it was. It was okay. all over the kitchen. And um, but yeah, so that's how you shred it. 
um, or you can buy it already, you know, frozen and chopped up. We, we like we like to be hands on, mm-hmm. um, and I like to assist the chef, shall we say? <laughs> uh, let's put it that way. <laughs> and yeah, you you dice it and rice it, and then you can add cheese to it okay. or tarragon. Okay, some nice herbs. Yep, herbs mm-hmm. and, and eggs. Mm-hmm. You can beat up a couple of eggs, medium-sized eggs. And once you beat the eggs, you pour it all in together in the bowl and mix it together mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. the cauliflower and the herbs and things. And then you put parchment paper on a baking pan and put it in the oven for about oh. 25 minutes. Oh, and, okay. and when you put the mixture in, you have to make sure it's equal, you know, equal thickness. Okay. So you don't get uneven so toast. So there's no actual, it's just called a toast, but there's no actual bread or any carb no, base not on that, it. That's, oh. which is exactly what we were looking for, something that was less carb driven. Okay. So yeah, no bread at all. It's just the cauliflower, cheese, eggs, uh, whatever it's else you, like you want a, to add. It's a bit like a kind of cheesy cauliflower omelette type yeah, thing then, isn't of, it? Yeah. And does it stay does it t- stay quite soft? It does, but it, it does crisp up mm-hmm. actually, depending how you cook it. Um, but you see, so you keep it in the oven for 25 minutes mm. and it does get quite, not hard, but like toast. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's quite interesting. It, it looks like, well, it looks like toast meets an omelette, I suppose. Um, and then you can add, we add um, peppers and onions to it. So okay. we braise those and add them. So you've got two slices of your cauliflower toast that you cut it up. You can put the onions and the pepper in the middle with more cheese, melting cheese. Mm. And it's, it doesn't look like a big dish. It looks dish. like a pizza, actually, when you, when you it does, the photograph. You yeah. cut it up into maybe 10 slices. Okay. And it's quite compact. But when you actually eat it, it's, it's really filling. Okay. You know, it's like a really good meal. Yeah. Or you look at it and think, I thought, I thought it's that all. But no, it's, it's filling and very tasty. And what, you know, what kind of memories do you have with it? I mean, does it, is it a new thing that you've recently this, started? This is quite new, but it's, it's like a version of, you say, like some Welsh rarebit or something mm-hmm. like that, which I remember eating as a child mm-hmm. <laughs> for breakfast or for lunch. So it does make me think of that. It's got a sort of comforting taste to it as well, or memories with it. But I mean, there's other dishes I can associate from childhood, but this one, yeah, it brings me back to that, the idea of, you know, Welsh rarebit for breakfast mm. <laughs> or lunch. Well, I'm quite surprised actually because I, I didn't realise that there was no um, there was no kind of base because when I saw the photograph yes. that's on Facebook, yes. I kind of thought, oh, it looks like a pizza and stuff, nice yep. cheesy pizza yep. or something. It does a bit. But that's pretty good then, no yes. carbs. No, no carbs. And again, well, it's the way my wife makes it. She's got the touch. Uh-huh. But I mean, I've got the I've got the recipe here, but it's what she took, the way she puts it together um, is sort of what makes it really. But no, it's there's no carbs, so that's what. Okay. Uh, yeah, we were. So, dra- so tell me a little bit too about you know the kind of food that you were eating because you grew up. Did you grow up in Scotland? Um, yeah. You know what kind of food were you eating? I then? mean, in Edinburgh, porridge. Yeah. Which I never used to like much as a child. So in the morning before school. Yeah, but then I got to like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, porridge, sometimes toast. Um, actually, I remember the first time I tried, it's not very Scottish, uh, pizza was as a child. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was mm-hmm. quite mind-blowing, but that's not a Scottish dish. But then uh, there's mince the... and tatties. Yes, yes, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, or stovies, have you heard of that? Yes, yes I have. That would be at New Year celebration at maybe uh, Auntie's house, she would make stovies, so stovies at stovies for somebody who's not familiar, how would you describe them? Well, stovies are quite interesting. I mean, have you had mince and tatties? I'm assuming you have. Yes. Yes. And do you en- do you enjoy it? Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, you do. I mean, it's a bit like um, it's like a shepherd's pie, basically, isn't it? That's so, right. So, I mean, a shepherd's pie is a well-known British dish That's right. where you've got sort of the mince at the bottom, yep. and then you've got nice mashed potato at the top. Yes, and it's just a very 
it's just a warming yeah, dish and it's right. lovely and it just tastes nice with sort of vegetables it does like that. that's not a good time for me to talk about food but, <gasps> i know you but, were it's saying. Fine. <laughs> but it's fine but, but stovies are even if you're more more substantial than mince and tatties i would say that they're quite thick they have uh, potatoes in them as mm-hmm. well they have onions as well potatoes and onions and sometimes meat whether it's a bit of lamb or you know beef it just depends on how you make it and so when you put that together it almost looks like a mini casserole in a dish mm-hmm, so it's quite mm-hmm. but it's quite well quite it's very filling they're all quite filling warm dishes because they you've are. got to remember too that obviously scotland the climate i mean majority of the time it's cold yeah yeah <laughs> and you need something to a good winter warm warmer to keep up. you going you that's do. right yeah so the stovies and mince and tatties do it so does porridge but then there's yeah. also an interesting thing in Scotland too where people had these kind of fried Mars bars and deep fried yes, Mars bars. Yes, which I haven't actually tried, but the thought of it It's a phenomenon. It's quite nice, just the thought of this nice gooey Mars bar instead. It is, and it's in batter. Yes. I think I've tried it once, maybe once or twice. And it is it's delicious, but I mean it's very it's very filling. So you maybe very high calorie. You maybe wouldn't have it. You know, every day, yeah, high high calories, definitely. But they can deep fry anything in Scotland. Yeah, yeah. deep fried ice pizza, cream. Pizza, they have. De- yes, pizza. Yes. My son was just telling me that he had some deep fried ice cream. Yes, and it's actually nice. Yeah, Very well, nice. I mean, anything. And I suppose really, sometimes people are put off by the by the kind of juxtaposition of hot and cold in, yep. in food. So that's something that I think certainly yeah. in in Hong Kong and China generally people. True. Uh, avoid because yeah. it's not very good for your teeth. I think it's quite popular in Scotland, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, along with iron brew, which obviously isn't food, but you know, you can have it with your stovies. And <laughs> iron brew is a drink which is incredibly mm-hmm. popular. Yeah. And it's bright orange yeah. in colour. And it's um it's a bit like um it's a bit like sort of cream soda, isn't it? Kind so of, yeah. Slight kind of it d- it does have its own unique taste, yeah. but you can get it in Hong Kong. Oh. You can. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, is it great supermarket or some of the supermarkets? Okay. Okay. Or in well, the Canny Man. Oh, they, they yeah. They, sadly, they stopped doing their haggis, which was dis- well. Actually, they stopped altogether because they were taken over by Delaney's. So there we go. But okay. before that, their haggis, neeps, and tatties were delicious. Oh, nice with a diet iron brew. Don't know why I bothered with the diet <laughs> bit. I think I slightly preferred the taste, but it was kind of pointless having a diet yes, iron brew with that lunch. Deep, deep fried <laughs> oh, Mars yeah. bar and a deep fried pizza. And no, I'll have a diet yeah, iron brew. Yeah, it would be like that. No, not the full one. No, the diet. It tastes, <laughs> tastes different. And you've also, I think you were, you mentioned too, because I put a photograph too of Cullen Skink, ah, which yes. is a well-known Scottish dish. Yes. So um, tell me what it is for people who don't know. Well, that's right. Well, Cullen Skink Skink, it's uh, quite a thick soup. Depends how you make it, actually, um, with, with fish. So smoked haddock usually um, has potatoes and onions. In fact, a lot of the dishes have that same staple of potatoes and onions often. Mm. Mm. But it's, it's fish-based, so it's haddock. And it's and when my wife makes it, she also uses milk in yes, the soup. Yes, yes, I do too. To make it as well. Yeah. Um, and sometimes she'll add some olive oil or something yeah. like that to flavour it. And it's, I mean, it's delicious, absolutely delicious. And you can change how the thickness of it, it depends. I prefer it slightly thinner. Yeah, yeah. It um, is a lovely, yeah. it is a lovely soup. It's called Cullen Skink. Cullen Skink, yes. And smoked haddock. That's and the right. smoked haddock is slightly kind of, has that slight yellowish tinge to it, doesn't That's it? That's right, it does. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I don't know whether you can actually, can you get smoked, you can probably pick up smoked fish in some of the supermarkets. Yeah, I mean, like I, I think we bought ours fish at Marks and Spencer's 
Oh, right. actually, but I'm sure you can, yeah. Yeah, because some of the Thai fishes that you can buy in markets. Um, I know we did sort of on the menu and we got this Thai fish, which was very dry. Mm -hmm. And then you have to soak it in water and then take off the bits. And that's perfect. You can still use it for cull and skink. It works works quite well. But yeah, I mean, they say cull and skink, the way to describe it is like a milky fish soup. Yes. And it's delicious. It is lovely. Um, it. it really is. Um, and again, you can play around with the thickness of it. It can be very thick and dense, almost not like a stew, but quite thick or more you know, liquid based. It's just mm. delicious either mm. way. Mm. No, it is a lovely soup. So we had that with the cauliflower toast oh, the other night. Right. That's a lovely combination. <laughs> yes, it is. So Highly recommend get... it. Really tasty. Oh, I'm going to have to try the cauliflower toast. Yeah. Now. I'm going to have to give that a shot. I can send you the recipe. <laughs> yeah, I do. So now, so now tell me, like, you know, you, yeah. you've been in Hong Kong for how long now? Gosh, this, this time around 19 years. Wow. Yeah. But wow. off and on since 1987. Right, so, so probably you're pretty much a local. Yeah, kind of. And in terms so. of in terms of food, um, mm. living in Hong Kong, mm. what sort of things do you guys tend to go for? I mean, if it's Chinese food, we love dim sum. Yeah, um, yeah. love it. Um, so we used to go to Dim Sum Library quite a lot um, mm-hmm. and Crystal Jade, which is very near. We live in Wan Chai, mm-hmm. so we're very lucky. We have a lot of restaurants within walking distance. We also like steak. Yeah, yeah. Uh, going to well again. It, the, the restaurant's gone now. Bizu, which was in Pacific Place, did uh-huh. great steak with a kale salad or a Brussels sprout salad, mm-hmm. delicious, and also Italian food. So grappas mm-hmm. again is on our doorstep, mm. and we've been going there. I've been going there since it opened in Hong Kong. That's pretty. So, what is yeah. your most favorite? If you were going um, for Chinese food, mm. what is your most favorite apart from dim sum, obviously? Sure. Peking duck. Yeah. Love it. Okay. (laughs) We always have that at Chinese New Year time as well. But Peking duck's delicious. Yeah. Sounds great. Yeah. I mean, we're not vegetarian or so we will pretty much eat anything. So meat like the the duck is so good. Never Mm -hmm. get get tired of it. Very filling. Yeah. So it's nice to go in a big group. Yeah. When you can go in big groups again. It's really nice to do that. Great. Well, yeah. there's some great stuff there. I mm. was looking at music that I was going to pick for you. <laughs> and it's interesting because what I do have lined up is Toast. Oh, great. <laughs> so I was thinking there's going to be Toast. Street Band and <laughs> yes. Toast. Yes. But before that, let me just ask you, what are you up to now? I mean, you, you were saying that you're working on a production, which hopefully, you know, you'll have some details about soon. Yes. So anything else on the cards at the moment? Yeah, there is. I've been, a few things had to be delayed because of, you know, the pandemic. Um, but I've written a play based on the Nancy Kissel milkshake murder. Oh, right. And it's called Distressed Asset. So it's very much based on, um, you know, you know that murder case. Mm-hmm. So I was planning to do it in March, but it's been pushed back now. So to September. Okay. Um, at the Art Centre. In a way, it's probably good in September because, you know, mm-hmm. by then things may just settle down and we have exactly. to back to normal a little I bit. I think right now venues are open, but it's 50% capacity. So hopefully by then it will be even more, you know. Yeah. Um, so I'm planning to do it as a staged reading. So the actors will be rehearsed, but again, it's presented that way. And to get also feedback mm-hmm. uh, from the audience uh, on the script itself so that's that's exciting because that's a new project that's great and do we do we still can we still look forward to christmas carol again in december yes but probably in a different format this year i'm going to revise it i think it's always good to keep it fresh yes maybe introduce other dickensian characters i think maybe from maybe from oliver twist and a couple of other stories to bring that together but yeah i'd I'd love to do if i can get you know i'd like to do it at the fringe 
whatever the venue to be confirmed but yeah I think I'll do it again but slightly differently okay Candice thank you very much for coming on the show today thank you again and I thank will you. try your cauliflower toast <laughs> and Cullen Skink you've made my mouth water I, I know. Uh, you know, I'll have to think about you this find any songs about fish uh, oh I'm sure <laughs> milky they might fish be. like I was looking I thought no I don't know whether I can find anything but I have got now this is street band and toast so Candice thanks for being my soundbite guest today thank and you and I look forward to hearing about your productions later on lovely thanks very much